afternoon. I'm happy to be joined right now by a man who played in the World Series in 1962, an infielder for the San Francisco Giants, and his name is Ernie Bowman. Ernie, I appreciate you having a couple minutes. Why? Now, we're, we're here in Johnson City, Tennessee, a place where, if I'm not mistaken, you grow, grew up. Right. Um, as far back as you can remember, tell tell us a little bit about about Johnson City when you grew up, and how you ended up getting into sports and most particularly baseball. Well, I was my brother with the University of Tennessee. They were he was a pitcher for the University of Tennessee, and he helped me get along. And I was a basketball player and ran track. I could high jump six five. And you know, a picture I showed you here a while yeah, ago. Of course. Sure. And it was just, and uh, it was at East Tennessee State College then. And I just played baseball when I was in college then. And next thing I know, everybody, Dale Alexander, which led the league in hitting one year, was from Greenville, Tennessee. And they wanted to me to sign, so I signed. Because I was having to walk, you know, approximately six or seven miles to school every day. And, uh, of course, there were seven of us in the family and couldn't afford anything. And uh, I got to play in semi-pro ball. And then they told me I couldn't because if I got hurt, they'd lose a scholarship. And then I was making more one night playing baseball. Up there, then my daddy made all the weight. Oh, wow. So that was good. So when they asked me to sign, I signed. And, and uh, four years later, I wound up in the big leagues. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, you were talking about a little bit about liking basketball when you were younger. Was this around the time that you decided that you were going to, you know, you were just going to pursue baseball, or had you stopped playing basketball before that? No, I, I was playing basketball then. I was okay. in college playing and everything and running track. And and uh, that's when I, I was able to high jump six foot five and would beat the University oh, yeah. of Tennessee and all this stuff. And those guys were really surprised. And, and uh, But then they told me I couldn't run track any longer. I could, you know, and... Uh, couldn't play baseball. I played two games and then they cut us off. And so uh, I just went ahead and signed baseball. And uh, next thing I know, boy, I was moving up that ladder and uh, I was so happy. And uh, and when I got that first contract, man, it's amazing. Uh, that's incredible. Now, you know, as you, as you end up, you know, on your path to the big leagues, which you mentioned was, you know, was very fluent. You seemed to move through the minor leagues very quickly. Was there anybody that you remember that was instrumental as far as a coach, a manager, maybe a teammate, somebody that kind of, kind of helped push you along that you look back all these years later? Right? Yeah, Charlie Fox, which later went there, and Charlie. And he called me Hillbilly and uh, Ridge Runner. And he, he, he said, okay, in the morning, you and Cepeda be here early. Cepeda didn't like it. He'd be mad because we had to work out. We thought we were playing pretty good in Class C. And uh, so uh, 
He'd hit balls to the right. Then he'd hit balls to the left. And I'd hit so many. And I, I slowed up and didn't get to one. He said, are you tired? And I said, uh, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to hit you some more. <laughs> so he hit the ball. Kept on. And I stopped a minute. And I said, he said, you said you wasn't tired. I said, yeah, I did. I said I was tired. He said, well, we'll hit you some more then. <laughs> and uh, Charlie really worked and worked and worked with me. And uh, he said, tell you one thing. I'm going to send you back to Tennessee, and you can run those ridges and those hills back there. And uh, Or you can, uh, I'm going to send you to the big leagues one way or the other. And so that's how it was. I appreciate Charlie Fox. Yes, I'm sure you're thinking about Charlie Fox when you finally get the call mm -hmm. in 1961 to big leagues. Uh, what's your best memory of that? You know, from being, a, you know, being in the minor league, getting that call that you're going up to San Francisco. Well, they didn't call me. They got a letter that my contract had been purchased by the, you know, New York Giants at that time. Yeah. And they, uh, and man, I couldn't believe it. And I went to spring training. And I was scared and everything. But Harvey King just come over and he said, Bugsy, he said. You're my roommate, and uh, that was fine. Then I got traded to Milwaukee, me, Ed Bailey, Felipe Lou, for Bill Crandall, Bob Shaw, and Bob Henley. When I got over there to uh, Milwaukee, I went, wait a minute, that 21 belongs to me, <laughs> and I knew Swanee from besides that. No. <laughs> He said, man, do I have to give up 21? <laughs> and uh, we became really good friends, Warren Spine. Uh, Warren Spine was a tremendous pitcher. And, you know, as you, as you, you, had, you had a chance to be involved in a couple different organizations, um, who would you say, if, if I had to ask you, was your your favorite teammate, the the, the one that you felt like you you were the most close to um, all these years later or as long as you could afterwards you stayed in touch with? Harvey King. Okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, hell of a hitter. And yeah, we really got along when his wife would stay in West Dallas, Wisconsin. And I had an apartment down in San Mateo and he and Don Larson came over and we'd uh, they stayed with me. Corrine, Don Larson's wife, she was a nurse and Sometimes she wouldn't be there. Yeah, I had, I had Don on my show probably about uh, about, about uh, six months ago, and yeah, he he remembers you know his, his you know his year that he spent with the Giants. He yeah. talks about his his experiences there. Um, you know, baseball is a game that's it's changed a lot, and I'm sure you've seen it in your in your 80 years being around. What would you say is the biggest difference in baseball now or baseball after you stopped playing than it was when you played? Oh, I loved it back when we played. It. And the guys did work out, and, but and, uh, I don't know if they took drugs or not. And people always ask me, I said, I didn't see them. It's not my place, not place. to call 
you know, this, that, and the other. But it showed a lot, and then the ones that got caught was. But, uh, I mean, I, you can't fault somebody for working out, working out, working out during the winter. I would at the ETSU now, and I'd work out there during the winter at the college. And they let me do the running and the hitting in the cage and all that at State. Now, looking back, you know, you had the opportunity to play in the 1962 World Series, and really looking at it up and down, a very well-played World Series, one that clearly could have gone either way. Right. Really. And obviously, you know, the Giants matched up very well against that Yankee team, and you saw it in the series. Just about all the games were very close. Um, once, you know, the Yankees win Game 7, if I'm not mistaken, one nothing. last out was a... Uh, a Willie McCovey line drive right at Bobby Richardson. Right. Um, probably something for years and years you probably continue to think about, something that I know a lot of the members of the Giants uh, you know, really felt that was a World Series that they could have won. Oh, we should have won and everything. And, and uh, I wish I'd have got to play more, but Alvin Dark set me down one day and said, Ernie, you're more important to this team on the bench, he says, who can play short, second, third, and outfield and catch? And I said, uh, nobody, not as good as I can. He said, okay, don't worry about it. He says, as long as I'm manager of the Giants, you have a job. So they fired Alvin in 63, and they traded me then. Mm-hmm. Right, I really appreciate you having the time. God bless you, and... You know, best of luck to you. Thank you very much, sir.